Hello and welcome back to the Reach Youth Podcast, where our mission is to reach, teach, and equip new leaders to reach our world. Now, you may remember a few weeks back we had our Youth Week, and we have posted interviews with each and every single speaker from that week. And if you have not heard those yet, please check out our previous episodes. Unfortunately, interviews is all you're going to be able to hear out of two of our speakers due to some audio issues. Um, But we will be posting every single other minister, starting with this one, was our Monday night speaker, Brother Tyler Mills. So uh, give it a listen. It's called, I'm Getting My Miracle. So without further ado, we're going to get our he's a good friend, uh, Brother Ty Mills, up here tonight. I, you know, I don't, I don't know him a whole lot, but uh, I can, uh, I can kind of tell we got two things in common. Number one, married into a pretty awesome family, and uh, I feel like this, feel like he loves God. Uh, you know, we got that in common. We love God preaching. Amen. <laughs> so, without further ado, I'd like him to come up here and address this congregation. Preach I want to. Come on, thank you so much for the 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 Come on, thank with the help of the Lord, we'll, get, we'll have a move of God in this place today. So, uh, first, I gotta give my thanks to everybody. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank this church, the pastor, Brother Jacob, for uh, asking me to do this. Because this, I don't take this very lightly. I think I take this very seriously. Uh, doing the work of God, I want to thank Brother Jacob for asking me. I want to especially thank your pastor. Brother uh, Daniel, uh, I do thank him for giving me this opportunity as well, for allowing me to be up on his, onto his, his pulpit and be able to preach the, the word today. Uh, I also want to thank my pastor, uh, Brother Orton, uh, Brother Michael Orton, because without him, I would have been nothing. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be changed into the way that I am right now. I want to thank him for getting, allowing me to do this as well. But I want to thank my beautiful beloved, my wife, Ashley. Uh, she is definitely the better half. <laughs> she is definitely that better half of me. She's kept me in line when I've strayed off. She has steered me right. She's kept me straight, and I thank God for that because it, it's just, it's it's an awesome thing uh, to have that to have that support behind you. Amen. So, if you would turn your Bibles to Ruth chapter three, and we'll begin at the very beginning all the way, and we'll go to uh, chap- uh, verse five. Ruth three, verse four through five. When you have it, say amen. amen. Or brother here, I got you. Okay, so in Ruth 3, verse starting at 1, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, 
my daughter. Shall I not seek rest for thee? And may not give, uh, give may be well with thee. And now is not uh, not Boaz of our kindred. With those maiden thou waste, behold, that he winsleth barley into the night, into, into the threshing floor. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee. Put thee thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But not make thine thyself known unto the man until he hath done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lies down that, all, uh, that thou shalt mark the place where he right. shall lie, and thou shalt go and, and uncover his feet. And lay thee down, and he will tell thee what you should do, what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, Everything you say, yes. everything you have told me, yes. I will do. So with the help of the Lord and with uh, with, with uh, every uh, with the help of the Lord and everybody here today, I would like to preach this on the simple subject. I'm getting my miracle. All right. If you're one of those people that are searching for something or needing it in, in their body, your finances, your marriage, or if you're one of these youths today and uh, searching for something a little bit more, won't you pray, put your Bibles down? Put, uh, put, uh, put uh, yourself on that or your Bible app down and be able to raise your hands right now and be, uh, be, begin to pray for that miracle. Begin to imagine that miracle right now. And she's the same God. I pray, God, that you touch each and every one of person in this place. I pray that in your divine favor be upon them. I pray for the manifestations of your, your signs, miracles, and wonders be, be upon us, God. I pray, God, that you bless us, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Uh, before you sit down, would you uh, point at something, someone real quick, real close to you, and say, You're getting your miracle today. You may be seated. Okay, most apostolics today have understood the method of God, his methods. Through understanding his methods, we therefore understand him. Through understanding God's methods, we're able to approach him just a little bit more effectively. Because the harsh reality, the, 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 the hit in the head, is that there is a method to approach him. And in this day and age, it's hard to teach younger the younger generation to have anything close to methods because in generations past we have been taught they've been taught with no protocol. They should they just see who they want to see, talk to they, whoever they want to see. And, and 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 in other areas of the world, on the other side of the world, you would be finding people like that. Because you just can't just walk up to the king. You can't just walk up to uh, someone in very high power and, and just be able to do and say whatever you want. So there's always a, a method of the, to walking with God. What we're seeing in the scripture today that I read to you is there's an older woman named Naomi teaching a younger woman named Ruth how to approach Boaz. And she gives her seven simple steps to see what uh, to get to her destination. Come on now. And th th these are steps 
that I see as lessons to get to, get to spiritual growth and, and to get to the, to the miracle that we are needing so desperately in this day and hour. Yes, yes. And I'm going to give you these simple steps. I'm not going to take long because I feel like in, the, in this church service today, in this, in this very, uh, I guess the second day in this youth, in this youth week, we're going to hit this off with a bang. I believe today that somebody's going to walk out with a miracle. I believe that this service that we're going to walk out with an answer. So step one, you must know what you're going after. You must know what you're going after. You cannot go through life or in your walk with God hoping that you have run into something and eventually uh, hope that will stick. Like a deaf dartboard, you're just closing your eyes, just hoping. Oh, I hit it. Or, 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 or playing like a, a, a board game, hoping that you rolled the double, or hoping that you you hit the the hole in cornhole, or did something in that circumstance, aiming and shooting at whatever came your way, and saying that's what I was going after. You must have, you've got to have a target in mind. Something yeah. nearly uh, gets all of your attention at times. In the scripture that I read to you, Ruth wasn't looking for any man. She wasn't looking for just a certain particular man. She was looking for the man. And all the ladies say amen real quick. Okay. Ruth knew exactly what she wanted. All of her life, she lived up to this moment. And, be in, and being in Bethlehem, she studied him. And she eventually knew where she, where, where he, uh, who he was, who, what he was like, what his dislikes and likes were, uh, are. She knew what she was going after. Most of the people in life never succeed at anything in their ministry. ministry Solely on the fact that they never took time to study on what they were going after, right. they ask things and then see what they want uh, to see if they want them. But you must be careful at at, uh, at, at at just asking for it because eventually you just might eventually get it. And before you start pleading and begging the guy for something that you uh, you uh, got to make sure that it's what you actually want to happen in your life. People in the Bible, before they would go out into, into something, they would ask God, is it your will for me to even have it? That is a very important question in going after something. Ask God if it's yours. Because if it's not yours, then the only reason why you're going after it is because it looked good on somebody. It, it, you begin to covet something, to covet what belongs to someone else. And over and over through the, over through the books of the Bible, God begins to speak about coveting something that belongs to your neighbor. Because he didn't want us to be jealous over our neighbor. He didn't want us to be jealous from church to church to church to church. Well, I, I want that particular number of people. I want that, those, those listeners. Why does this church have it and I can't? That, 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 because the, solely, the, the answer to that question is because it was never yours in the first place. He wanted you to have, want what you wanted 
what uh, he wanted he wanted only you to want what he wanted you to have and not what he wanted me to have. And many of you in this house today just said amen to that, but very few of you actually live to that uh, principle. Everybody wants something else that everybody else has, but when they, they buy clothes that don't look good on them, they wear hairstyles that actually just don't look very particularly pretty on them, that, that they buy houses they can't even afford, all because they are trying to keep up with the Joneses. And if you want to be anointed and blessed in life, and you not go down and be down and out all the time, you've got to go after something that is meant for you to have. That's right. It, it will make you look blessed. It will make you look anointed. Amen. When you, get, when you got, when, when, when you're wanting to pimp pulpit ministry, but you can uh, But uh, when pastor comes up and says, "Hey, I need somebody to uh, to scrub the toilets a little bit." Do uh, right. you want a, a, a music ministry, but you can't take the time and show up for a prayer meeting? You want, a, you want to reach somebody across the world, but you can't even reach somebody that lives five foot away from you. I can check. So, so I, you know what? I can actually talk if I can talk talk to you about something like this. I can teach you and so, show you somebody and show you that I can outfish somebody. I could, it, as long as you let me sh- uh, pick the person that I do it to. Come on, just don't let me get up, uh, get caught up with Mal- uh, Malachi and brother, uh, brother uh, my pastor and my mother-in-law. Just let me get to brother Roy, and then then let's see who's the better fisherman. So, my God forgive me. And what makes you look more mature is when you pick your battles. One hard lesson that I learned from my mother would always be: you need to pick your own battles. Don't be fighting over something that is not eventually is not even going to be your battle to win. When I got first got married, my mom, the first thing my mom told me is to pick your battles. Because eventually, the woman is eventually going to win, no matter what you say. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In that saying that, some, somebody needs to realize pick, you need to really and really try to pick your battles of God. Amen. Some of you want to try to pick. Uh, there's because when you pick your back, when you try to fight against God, and He's saying no, and you're saying I want to, He's saying yes, but you're saying I want to hold back a little bit. It's natural battle. Amen. But, but pick, don't pick a battle that is not yours to fight. Don't even begin to covet a battle that someone else is fighting. Because in a reality, they are a bit. God has placed them into an anointing, into a place to where they can be able to fight that battle. You ain't. God has gotten them into an area in their life where they can fight that battle. And another word that I want you to remember is to envy. Everybody say envy. Because envy is something that you have uh, that you have when you covet someone else's success or somebody else's ministry. 
when, I, when you become envious about someone else, else, you automatically fail at everything God has placed in your life. And the quickest way to stop being so envious of someone else is to remind yourself that God has something for you. That everything is happening in your life that is preparing you for that thing. And, and in your life is defining moments. Moments that you can handle correctly. If you handle correctly, moments that will change your life forever. And in these moments that if you know what you're going after, everything that you went through before is justified in. Everything that you have prepared for in those defining moments is finally justified. This is basically what Romans 8.28 says that is that we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. So when you come to these defining moments you will be able to look back at everything that happened before and say God I wasn't really particularly happy that what happened to me but back before then, but now I'm okay with I'm happy now because I see what because it's changed me into what I'm going after. Yeah. Yeah. I realize now that if I did go through what I went through, I wouldn't be ready for this. Everything yeah. that you took me through before was preparing me for this moment. someone else's life. Amen. I have no need to investigate what's going on in your life. I got so much to do in my own life. I ain't got time for uh, for the rumor that you're giving me that yes. has came obviously three million times in this time in, in, in the time it's been said. Anybody that can't do the, anybody that can do that is, is people who isn't doing anything. They watch your life it's like a soap opera because obviously it intrigues them. It takes it, it, it makes them like, oh, 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 look at look look at look what Jacob's doing. Look, 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 look at look, look what brother uh, Daniel Orton's doing. Look, look what he's doing. He's smiling along. I think I need a motor line. <laughs> I see that. Everything that is happening in your life excites them. And you're like, why are they always calling me? Why are why, all, all they do is gripe and complain. They want to give me their 15 million long little 
sad sob story and tell me what ha- what's happening to them. And if you want to, if, if you want to know, know that to stop happening for you, get out of bed and know what's happening. When you wake up with an agenda, you don't waste the waste such precious time. And, and, because, and know how you feel because you woke up with something to do. Amen. Amen. Step two is to wash your face. Everybody say, wash your face. Wash your face is the very important issue we are dealing with because it literally means don't let your past affect your present. Don't even let it affect your future. Wash your face means to wash off everything that you've collected on the way and prepare what you're going where you're going. Wash your past that it don't pollute your present. You would be surprised out of the amount of people that has ruined the present because of what because they have forgot to wash the past off. Amen. You can talk to them after church and be after a while. You can talk uh, talking to them. You begin to talk, they begin to start talking about what they went through. And what they went through in church, and they just like left. They left, and like they weren't ready for me. They they just weren't they weren't ready for my type of people and talent. They just couldn't handle me. Pastor was just jealous of me. I I, I could I preach him anyway. And after a while, you start seeing bitterness in them. And whether they went through a bad experience or not, the situation is that they never never really washed their face. And if you're not, and you're not ready to go, uh, not ready for what God has got going to give you now, because you're still polluted of what you went through then. Amen. You'd be surprised at the people that are uh, still married or dating the two or three people, not physically, but mentally and emotionally. Amen. You're still with Fred, but you're mad at Jimmy, and you have an attitude about Willie, and now you. Now you with Fred treating him like he's Willie, and in just in case Fred starts acting like Jimmy, and I'm just telling you right now, you are never really ready for that next uh, that next relationship because you never wash the face. You're walking into that relationship with two or three people, two or three people in clinging uh, to your face, ruining your present because you're still active in your life. That old woman. Tell the younger, before you go any further, wash your face. Look at somebody in your life right now and say, neighbor, you need to wash your face. Wash it off of you. You can't go forward until you wash the past off of you. I don't care how long it takes. You're not ready for Boaz. You're not ready for that Boaz in your life. That ministry that you say, uh, so heartily seek, so passionately. You go after too much stuff on, from yesterday, so you must wash your face. Cleaning issues from the past that others can more likely can t- detect. I shouldn't be able to look at you and say, yeah, he went through that, he went through this, he's still struggling through this. Because it's possible to be delivered from something, but still have the effects from it. You'd be surprised at the people who can't figure out why their life is so being polluted because they acted because they've actually been delivered. They've actually gone on in their life. They but they failed to wash from their face where they came from, and they look like where they came from, and that you still and so they're still paralyzed as to where they were. 
They're still in that mud hole. They just came out of it. Even though they came out of it, out of it they've never washed their face. You've got to wash your face. You've got to wash off that passion or you will forfeit that ministry. You will forfeit that, 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 that anointing. And you'll be angry and upset with everybody. But everybody wouldn't be talking about you if you just wash your face. Now, I only told uh, the groom to walk, watch your face, girl. You can't go to the bed of boat as looking at, like a Moabite. Amen. Isn't it crazy that God's will and purpose will take you to places that you're not even prepared for? You will keep losing them and not even know why. Because no one even has the nerve to even look at you and say, You got, you got a little bit on that. Education doesn't fix this because you can have more degrees than a thermometer and still still look like somebody that's coming off the street. But you didn't wash your face. You had the act. You, you, but you, you didn't wash your face. You had the academics. You had the smarts. You had you had you got the degree, and now you're running with uh, with higher up, and you're now you, you, you get interviews. But every time you, you're wondering why you get denied, you're wondering what wondering why you're getting denied that miracle, but. Uh, uh, it's because you never did wash your face. You might as well be back on the street because all your training, all your preparation, you never washed your face. And, and, and prepare yourself for where you are. And you're trying to change the whole situation to fit you. But when in reality, you've got to, sometimes you've just got to change to fit the situation. Step three. Anoint your face. Anoint your face basically means you must put on a fresh attitude. Yeah. Anointing your face gives you a fresh, clean, clear look. It gives you a sense of excitement. It gives you a positive attitude walking into a room. Understand this. That's something, uh, something you've got. This right here. Anointing your face is something that you've got to put on. You put this on. This isn't you. You put this on. Today's generation has a saying, keeping it real. And we think keeping it real it means expressing what we think. But keeping it real will keep you broke. Keeping, you real, keeping it real will cause your marriage to fall apart. It will keep that relationship from coming back together. It, 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 keeping it real People out in the real world don't want what they uh, what they can't uh, can't handle. They don't want uh, you to come uh, ready for work with a. Uh, they want you coming to work with a good attitude. They want you. The, your, your pastor would want you to come in with a good attitude, saying, "Hi, how how are you doing today? If you see some here bathrooms downstairs, you're more welcome to. Uh, here's a paper, paper to write uh, to to put your name and stuff down." With you, we we will be with you. They don't want you. Come, the pastor wouldn't want you coming in forty five minutes late, saying scratching your hind end, saying, "Well, I my ride was late, uh, and, and pa pastor might as well just be happy that I'm here." Come on, pastor might as well be happy that I'm here. I, I, he, he is just lucky that I'm here. He's lucky that my, my babysitter was late. And, 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 and that, that pastor, pastor doesn't want that. Pastor wouldn't want you to uh, be, uh, be, be, be being like that. The Bible says, put ye on the Lord, Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter 
And you'll be wondering what's cursing you. That it's not demons cursing you. It's not a witch after you. After you. It, it, it is your facial expression cursing you. They don't hire you because they don't like you. They, they, and when people don't like you, they don't work with you. How many times have you been approached by a salesman and they couldn't? How many times have you went to Applebee's and got your, your order all wrong or never even got it? How many times? Did, uh, but 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 uh, but somebody else would show up, get show, be be up there, give you a drink, give you your uh, your order, go and uh, you know be approached by some, a salesperson, and you are able to snatch it up the very next second. Amen. Don't think it's all about the product; it's your personality too. Yeah. Right. Even God Himself doesn't want you to serve Him with an attitude. The Bible clearly states to serve him with gladness. He didn't ask you how you felt. He asked, he said, if you're going to do something for me, do it smiling. Come in my presence with some thanksgiving and praise. And he said, come before my presence singing. Don't be moaning and groaning. Well, I just didn't think about coming to church like you did God a favor. He said, when you hit my house, come in singing. It doesn't matter how you feel. Put it on. Put it on. When you put it on, God will change how you feel. He will give you the garment of praise. He will give you the, the, the spirit of heavenliness. But you've got to put it on until it comes to you. Like my pastor, uh, like Pastor Roy Merritt would say, fake it until you make it. Anoint your face with that. Get a new glow about yourself. Heading into a new uh, denomination. Why don't you give us God some praise real quick? If God is giving you a new day, it's time to anoint your face. Amen. And one thing I want to say to this before I go any further is this. When you anoint your face, when David got, got anointed, he was covered from head to toe. So he got a very special amount of anointing. And when he got anointed, he he didn't just start walking with uh, with, with, with the, the preacher. He didn't just go fly, start following the preacher. His dad walked up and said, boy, where's the sheep? Where, 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 what were you doing just before this? For one, 
You're not going to just start from this point and say, okay, I got to drop everything I was doing. I got to forget my prayer life because you know what? I got something else to do for, Pastor. I, 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 God gave me an anointing. But here's the thing when he went back into the field to wash the sheep, when you are anointed, when, God, when, when you, you, put, you put yourself into some anointing, all devils and demons from hell will start fighting you. That's right. Your anointing doesn't be, uh, doesn't push away your uh, the, the, the hell. Doesn't doesn't push away what you're fighting. It attracts it even more. When 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 you put when, when you when you put oil onto something, dirt will t eventually start attracting. You'll see more dirt and more more mud and everything on it even before you put that oil on it. Amen. So, so somebody look, look, start uh, somebody start shouting your washer and anoint your face. Anoint your face. Step four: You must change your garment. Changing your garment. Means to prepare yourself for something that hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. She hadn't even made it to Boaz's yet, and Naomi told Ruth, "Before you ever go even even go to get, the, you must got got to get the garments on now. For where you're even going to to, uh, to, to be at then? Come on, yes. God is going to bless people who are uh, prepared, prepared, yes. prepared, pre before prepared." Very nice. You must know, uh, you know what a paring knife is? It's when you take an apple and begin to and parry the knife and peel it because it cuts to, to the contours to a particular shape. Prepare or pre cut. Pre cut into shape. Come on. Come on. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Prepare for something that hadn't even happened yet. Amen. Come on. Is there any faith-filled people in the room tonight? I want to tell those faith-filled people that what it means to change your garment to, uh, for a place that hasn't even happened yet. Number one, you will look ridiculous at where you are because you are prepared for where you're going. So you're not where you're going yet. You're already prepared for something that hasn't even happened yet. Well, why would you do something like that? Because it, 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 it happens uh, when it happens, you won't have time to get uh, you won't uh, you won't have to get ready because now you you're going to have to be ready when it, uh, when it happens. Right. And the one thing you're going to have to understand is at time at any time that you're uh, getting ready for something that hasn't even happened yet, you're going to feel outplaced with what is happening yeah. at that current time. You're going to have a, a mighty ministry. You're going to, the church is going to be an end time revival. And, I, and, and I'm prophesying that. I, talk, I sit there before I even come here. I talked to my wife and I said, you know what, actually, I, 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 I looked I look at, at, brother, at Daniel, brother Daniel and began to see his church growing and seeing everything. But you know what? I see something that I'd like to see in that, that man's ministry. Man. Church, you better be grateful to a man that will be able to work and to, uh, to keep the lights on in this place. Don't you feel good with this good air conditioner? Aren't you grateful for that man to be able to provide for his family? 
and to continue preaching that word. So I began to pray. I said, God, I want this man, this church to explode with so much anointing. But God, I want you to prepare some people in this church. Bring in some new people to where Brother Daniel will be able to be in the full-time ministry. Like he wouldn't have to worry about us so much on, on work. Because I'm grateful for a man of God in my life to be able to be full-time ministry. He wouldn't have to worry about providing for his family, for his wife. He can be able to focus on the ministry. But somebody say, somebody say, what, uh, change your garments. Having you, uh, have you been able to uh, been to a hotel or something like that? Had a tuxedo on like you were going to somebody uh, to a wedding? And everybody else in the hotel had swim trunks or their blue jeans and get ready to go swimming. And you were going down into the elevator uh, elevator with your suit on and you got, got off and everybody's dressed differently with you. But the, uh, but the first thing that you want to come out of your mouth is, I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to a wedding. But not everything. You don't, you don't even have to tell anybody that you're going somewhere because where you're dressed is telling you, telling everybody else, that's where I'm going. Yeah. He's not dressed like me. Ladies, you must be good. you got to be grateful that you got, got long hair and you got your, uh, got your, your, your modest dress. You know why? Because you don't have to tell somebody who you are because in, in that circumstance, that modest dress, your long hair is going to say, hey, there's something different about her. He, he, she, she, she don't look. She don't look particularly like like the rest of the women in the world. So you you don't have to sit there and just automatically just start getting shy about it because what you you you're, you are already making a statement about it. But if you got to, you've got to understand that you don't have to tell everybody that. You need to prepare yourself into the direction that you're going in. I should be able to look at your preparation to see your destination. Understand that there's uh, that there is go there is going on a certain amount of peer pressure of the people that are going to start treating you differently. Churches that are going to start treating you differently from where you are because you're addressed from where you're going. But don't let don't but let's just let, don't let that affect you. Don't let that. Uh, just let them talk about uh, about that 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 wedding garment. That that that, that place that you know what? That, we're, we're, we're here. We're here in this place. But this building is not going to affect us where we're going. We this church seems small. These, we may not have a few people, but you know what? We're preparing for something new. We're going to see some new building. We're going to see some more views. We're going to have to build something new. Amen. I'm ready for it. I'm learning about it. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to receive it. I've been practicing on being blessed. When it does happen, I'll have my stuff. When he calls, I'll have my stuff and be prepared to go. You know you know what? You know what? You should have got your stuff ready when I was preaching. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. 
Because I'm not preaching, get ready. I'm now preaching, get be ready, be ready, be ready. You got to be ready for what your eyes haven't seen, nor your ears haven't heard. Step five, get down to the floor. Or in other words, move into the place where your blessings are going to be. You know, you know how funny it is when when it when when the depression comes into the first thing that you want to do is stay at the house. Yeah, you want to yes. stay at home. You're like, Pastor, I just don't feel too good right now. I'm gonna stay home. Why? I, I just went through a whole lot of things. I, I just can't I, 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 I gotta I got stay home. The first, that, 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 that is the first thing that the devil is gonna make you think is that you gotta stay home when you when in all reality you've got to be in this place even more than ever before. He wants you to have it all, and he would make you. He would want. He loves it when you're all dressed up, but in the wrong place. And it's actually pretty dangerous to be in a place too long that you're not dressed up for. It's all right to be in a lobby of a hotel as long as you leave. Because if you're there too long, things uh, you'll mess things all up because you're you've got to move into the place you're preparing for. Amen. And and this is what's funny about it is is that my me and my wife when we go to the grocery store, I just I don't particularly like being around people too long. Like I I I, I, I thank you. Hey, how you doing? I, I, I like uh, how you doing? How the kids? All right, bye. I gotta go. Well, uh, why are you leaving too early? It's because I, I got somewhere else to be. And and and, and I'm being telling the truth. <laughs> People will be like, my wife's like, you gotta be more a little bit more nice. I'm like, this ain't the place I gotta be. I wanna be home. I ain't got time to sit in the grocery store three or four hours talking to somebody that that used to know me, that used to know me, and to talk talk to them for so long about their grandkids, their kid, child, best friend, wife removed, or whatever. <laughs> because I'm preparing for where I need to be. When I go to the grocery store, I'm preparing. For a little bit of something when I get home, I gotta be prepared for a little bit of supper at home. I ain't gonna be cooking at the grocery store. I'll be going to the store on Tuesday, in my suit on Tuesday, and 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 and, 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 and people will be running into me going, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" And he got time for that. Why? Because I got church. <laughs> And, and, she, and, she, and, she, and, she, and here she is coming into a new environment. She's getting into place. But when you get into place, you, you don't really particularly fit at the first time. The day. You fit, but you're there. You're there. You see, she see, uh, see being anointed and used to God is, is going to have lonely times. Because you don't, put your, you don't fit. Where you came from, and because you uh, and because where you're dressed for where you're going, and you don't fit where you're going because you just left where you came from. So you're going to have to get used to being a little bit of a misfit if you're going to receive what God is going to give you. If you've got to have a strong support system, you've got to get. You can't have this level of blessing. 
because you're because uh, you've got to get in and uh, you got to be you got to be in to be out, but you're too out to be in. You're too close to your destiny to let your history hinder you from getting to your destiny. So when you start moving into your destiny, to the, the destiny, your position, but you you don't feel comfortable. Is there any any person in here right now that who has ever been in a position that God gave you and you just didn't really particularly feel uh, feel comfortable? You're you're in, but you you don't feel worthy of it. You don't feel right to be in it. You feel out of place. You feel so minuscule, like you're never going to really even make a difference. But, but God knew where you all were when He gave it to you. So stop feeling so sorry for yourself. Thomas, don't feel so sorry that you feel that you you, you don't have the great men of revival right now. Don't feel so unworthy about it because God knew that you uh, you were going to be here when you weren't even here in the first place. And He sees you where you're going. So stay strong. Stay for the stand up for the fight. And He didn't. T- he. Did he tell you that he would do a new thing for you? Did he tell you that he would make you the head and not the tail? Don't grow this miracle. This miracle is for you. But to move into place and uh, to, uh, to uh, look at your neighbor and say, move, look, just look, look at that your neighbor and say, move into place. Step three, or step six, sorry. Step six, shut your mouth. Shut this. Does nothing sound bad? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't try to get into place and make something happen. All God is wanting for you to do is to get into place and wait. In other words, patience. She didn't go, she said, go to the Boaz, bed of Boaz and wait. So here is this woman all dressed up in the bed of Boaz, excited and waiting all her life on the verge of her miracle, a miracle that is going to change her life. And the one person that God is going to use is asleep. Isn't it a strange to how you can be so excited about something, but you're the only person that is excited? And the first thing you got to do is to make the... Uh, the first thing that you've got to do is try to make them when they ain't really excited. But God said, wait. Don't make, try to make something happen. Don't force it to happen. Don't try to make a reputation of yourself. Just be prepared and wait. When, when you wait, God will open the door and uh, for you. When God opens the door, it's Mind-boggling. It's just it, it, it comes uh, for for it comes for out of nowhere. It, it just happens when the devil says you wasn't going to get up when you uh, just when your flesh says it what uh, you were too stupid. God just opens the door and He said, "I sit before you at the open door." Let me tell you something about what God when God opens the door when you when if you open the door yourself you are going yourself are going to have to leave it open you're going to have to try to wedge something underneath it to make it stay open but when god opens the door he says when doors i open no man can touch no man can touch you look at your neighbor right behind you and say 
Something is about to happen. I've been waiting a long time. I've been on the verge for a long time. But the thing that I've been on the verge for is about to happen. And so I'm going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here. Why are you sitting here? Like Ruth uh, waiting on the Lord. He may not come when you want him to, but he's right all time. And even though the vision carries, I'm going to wait on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount on the wings of like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Devil, I'm not going to faint. If you thought that I was going to faint, you should have got me to faint in Moab. You should have. You should have got me to faint while I was in the corner of the field. When right before I fight that bite lion and bear. But since I've gone through some trials, since I've gone through some tribulations, I will not fight and faint now. Touch somebody and say, I will not faint now. I will not faint that now because my blessing is about to happen now. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the verge of my greatest miracle that I ever had on my life. Devil, I understand you and I actually respect you.
place. Who's got who, who's, who, who's got the time right now? 827. Nah, it's your time. <laughs> Before the shout. Come on. Come on. 
It was the sound, and if, if if it wasn't for the silence and the shouting that made the walls come down, then it was the silence that made the shout. Because you could uh, you, you, you could be not time yet, and you're shouting saying, "Get down! I gotta get this out! I gotta break this wall loose!" And God's like, "It's not time yet. When it's time, you will know." And when you get the sign for it, you, you just got to let it fly. I, I, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but if you're not on the, you're not on the first step. You may not even be on the second or the fourth, Jesus, fifth or sixth. Jesus. But it's time to get near and shout unto God. Yeah. If you But he, he still refuses. I tried to get my kids into church, but they still got other plans. It, 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 I, I, tried, I tried to get my, uh, my kids to the altar, but they come, come yes. out walking the same. But I didn't even, I wasn't talking about what you did before. If you push now. If you push now. If you push now. Okay, I won't have to calm, calm you. Come, get ready, because don't push yet. Don't push yet. I know, I know it hurts right now, but I want you to hold, hold yourself because it's not time yet. Okay, 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 okay. It's time. It's time. Push, 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 push. Now, the only people I want to preach to is the people who want to see something happen. Come on. I want to talk to the people that want to actually see their miracle. See their family come in. See their kids come in the church. Well, I want you to get tired. All right. All right. I want everybody, everybody who, who, I want everybody who wants to see something happen. Okay. I can get uh, the music can go ahead and come up for a bit. I want y'all, uh, everybody that wants to get up and get ready to see something happen. Yeah, I want everybody to come up real quick. You've washed your face. You've anointed yourself with fresh oil. You've got a fresh new attitude. You're already changed your garment. You've already moved into place. You've held in place and waited to tar- your turn. Now, if you get, re- get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Who's ready? Are you ready? The thing that you got, what you do, I want you to think of that. That thing that you wanted God to do in your life, that ministry that you want so wholeheartedly, that that them family members you want to, to see in this in your church, that the people that, that you building you want to see, the new the new outreach team, the new everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
for listening to this episode of the reach youth podcast if this is your first time listening uh well thank you for joining us and if you would go check out all of our other episodes we are available on spotify we're available on stitcher pocket casts and of course right here on anchor there are several other places that we are available but um i cannot remember them off the top of my head right now um so please keep on listening keep on listening we will be uploading more episodes throughout uh the rest of this weekend to try and give you an entire taste of what youth week 2019 was like you do not want to miss a single episode. Next up, we will be hearing from brother Matt Gallimore. So, uh, it was a great treat. So, keep on tuning in. Let's reach our world. <laughs>